Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. And, uh, Dennis, we got a special guest to help kick us off today, don't we? That is correct. We have uh, John Zimmerman from Sporty's Pilot Shop. And I know nobody in the aviation industry knows who Sporty is in the pilot shop. Nobody's ever seen the uh, catalog at the local FBO on the coffee table or in other rooms in the FBO. But I just found out when I got the latest catalog in my mailbox that Sporties has been around over 60 years. That to me was like mind blowing. It's like, I just always assumed that Sporties has been there since day one. I, I honestly joked with uh, with John before the show that uh, I was pretty sure that Wilbur and Orville bought their first scarf probably out of the back of uh, the stagecoach or something like that that Sporty was selling. But, well, you know, that would make just sense. Been at such yeah. an institution. Absolutely. John, uh, welcome to Just Plain Radio, and, well, happy birthday. Well, thank you. I, I am uh, not quite as old as Sporty's, but have been had the pleasure of working here for over 20 of those 60 years, and it's uh, it's been a blast the whole ride. Well, I bet it has been. Are you guys doing, uh, well, I know you're doing some special celebratory things on the website at Sporty's this week to celebrate 60 years, but is that continuing uh, like for several months? Or, or what are you guys doing exactly? Yeah, we'll be celebrating in one way or another all year long. We're doing kind of a six-week sprint here of uh, product specials and live streams and customer contests. Uh, we had one last week where the customer shared the oldest Sporties catalog won a prize. And we had somebody who dredged up a Sporties Pilot Shop catalog from 1974, I think. So hmm. talk about truly hoarding. But uh, So we're, we're doing a lot of fun stuff like that. And uh, welcoming people, of course, on Saturdays. If if you don't know, uh, every Saturday for 25 plus years, we've had a hot dog cookout on the ramp at Sporties where you can fly in and trade lies with your fellow pilot. And so uh, that'll take on some kind of extra special meaning here this year as we're throwing ourselves sort of a year-long birthday party. Hot dogs and birthday cake. Is that what's happening <laughs> That's today? Right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so, Greg, you need to pay attention to that because uh, Sporties is at the, in uh, Cincinnati. That's and right. So you now have an excuse when you go visit family to get away from family when you go visit. That's true. I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, and got the hell out of Dodge and moved to Florida when I got smart enough to know better. Uh, but, it, but it was only weather-related. It had nothing to do with Sporties. If I would have known then what I know now, I may have stayed. John, you hear what I'm saying? Well, we uh, specialize in giving pilots an excuse to come to the airport. So you let us yeah. know if we can help. You got something planned birthday-wise uh, for Sun and Fun coming up in April, John, or what? Uh, we don't We don't have anything specifically planned there. I mean, uh, like I said, we'll be sort of celebrating one way or another all year long. But uh, we are, I, I tell you, one of the fun things for those of you who have been customers a long time, one of the things you might enjoy is over the next couple weeks and months, we'll be sharing some of our history. We've been going through the, uh, the history books and finding some of the original original catalogs and some of the original ads. And I was just looking today at some of the radios we've sold over the years because we're doing a, an article on radios. It'll be up next week. And uh, 
just some of the things that we used to sell that uh, were high tech at the time. Found a, a, a wonderful uh, six band receiver from the early seventies. Only weighed five and a half pounds, and in two thousand twenty one dollars, only cost about eight hundred dollars. Hmm. But uh, you know, it was the it was the state of the art. So it's it's kind of fun to take a little walk back through history and and look at some of the the ways that technology has changed over the years. No doubt. You know, I got to thank uh, the folks at Sporties. Every Christmas, they brighten my day because I get that special ornament that you guys send out to everybody a little yep. glass uh, airplane i think this last uh december was what it was the piper wasn't it do you remember what it was yeah it was a pa-28 cherokee i believe this yeah. past year yeah there it was go. our 36th year i think in a row we do a limited edition ornament every year so that's become a collector's item for a lot of customers we hear from lots of people that uh, every once in a while, we hear from somebody who says, I've got, you know, 35 out of 36. Is there any chance you've got a 1986 laying around that I can have? And you tell uh, them, for, nope. Yeah, pretty. <laughs> might have a 2018 laying around, but uh, right. something from the 80s, we don't. Yeah, how much but is a full know. set worth these days? Do we have any idea? Uh, it's I, priceless, I, isn't it? Yeah, we probably have to get on eBay and shop that. That might yeah. be worth something. Yeah. How many you have, Dennis? What do you think? Actually, I've only got one, and I ah. don't know how they managed to do it, but. The year that I bought the Mooney was the year that they put the Mooney M20 <laughs> on, on the Christmas. It was a sign. who had to order one. Yeah. Yep. They, so they sign. definitely listen to their customers, even if we're not speaking to them directly. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like that was fate. <laughs> yes, no doubt. John, how Sporty started. What is the history there? I assume you know this, right? Yeah, it's it's a fantastic story. It sounds like it's made up, but it's uh, it's the truth. It's kind of the great American story. It was started by a flight instructor, Hal Shevers, who's still here in the office today. In uh, 1961, he was a flight instructor, and he found a radio that could receive aviation band that he thought pilots might like, some of his students might like. And so he started selling radios, and his first warehouse was the trunk of his Studebaker. And uh, it pretty much went from there. You know, the Studebaker became a small store at Lunkin Airport in Cincinnati. And then uh, it grew and grew, and we moved out to our current facility uh, at the Claremont County Airport in the 70s and then expanded. And so it's just kind of that great American entrepreneur story of, uh, a guy with an idea and uh, some drive and commitment. And uh, over the years, it, it grew from that Studebaker to where we are today. There you go. And, and Sporties, I mean, is synonymous with the uh, aviation industry. I mean, if you haven't heard of Sporties, you have been living under a rock if you're a pilot. I mean, let's be honest. I don't know how you guys find everybody, but boy, you got one heck of a mailing list. There's no question. Question. I mean, I get stuff from them all the time. They're very active. What have you seen business-wise over the last few months with this whole COVID stuff? I mean, aviation actually has done pretty well uh, compared to other industries. But what about from the training standpoint, what you guys have seen at Sporties? Is it is there been an uptick over the last few months or what? Yeah, it's been really interesting. I think if you would have asked us to predict it back in, in March, about a year ago, we would have all uh, been completely wrong, <laughs> like, like many people about many things. But, uh, you know, training has really been strong over the last year. Certainly, there's been some ups and downs uh, with the pandemic and everything. But overall, uh, pilots are training. Uh, one of the things some people may not know is that Sporties, in addition to our, you know, catalog and website, we have a very big training business. We have a flight school here at our headquarters uh, with about 35 instructors. And we also do a lot with online courses, uh, you know, teaching people to pass their the written test or earn an instrument rating and and the training 
part of, uh, of general aviation has been really strong, which is, which is great for us. I mean, that's what it's all about. The, the thing that gets us going is introducing the next generation of pilots to aviation. And that could be a, a 16-year-old kid who's trying to solo, or it could be a 65-year-old person who's finally chasing that dream he's had all those years. And so the fact that people have been kind of undeterred by a, a wild and crazy year and are still chasing that dream is just is just great news for us. So yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to see that. Well, and, and Sporties, you guys are known for your online courses, especially. Yeah, it's, that's been really a focus for us the last 10 years. We've uh, built really our, our own custom learning management system to deliver courses online, on an iPad, on an Android phone, on an Apple TV. So uh, that's really where our heart and soul is. I mean, remember, Hal Shevers was a flight instructor when he founded Sporties. That's kind of our DNA. We're in a flight training organization, and that's still something that's very, very close to our heart today. I did notice uh, that one of the things that you guys are doing to celebrate your 60th anniversary is actually giving away some of your training courses. Well, we really do believe in, in supporting the community, and, and we've done that for years with uh, the Sporties Foundation, which is a 501c3 organization we have to encourage people to you know become a pilot. And uh, a big part of that is just to, to make it easier on pilots. I think a lot of folks over the last year have maybe taken a look at online learning more than they ever have before. <laughs> Many people have been forced to try new things, whether it's webinars or online courses. Um, and that's been just, I, I think, an eye-opener for some people. And so we're just trying to make that a little bit easier. And it's good to help keep your head in the game, even if you can't fly. I, I think we all would love to log more time in the left seat. But just because you're not sitting in the airplane doesn't mean you can't have your head in the clouds. And so we're always trying to find ways to keep pilots engaged in aviation, keep their skills sharp, even if they're not flying. Gotta love it. John, uh, thanks for being on Just Plane Radio. Happy birthday to Sporties once again, sporties.com. And uh, maybe we'll see you at Sun and Fun. And when you come down, leave the hot dogs at home, bring some Cincinnati Skyline chili down to uh, Lakeland, and we'll meet up and uh, feast over a bowl of that. How's that sound? That sounds great. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And we got more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Wheels up, flaps down. Let's fly. I wanna fly. I'm ready to burn down all the walls that I've been building up inside. Whoa, oh, I wanna fly. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. And uh, happy birthday to Sporty, 60 years. It's uh, quite an accomplishment for them. And uh, they're obviously a huge resource for the industry and uh, and have seen probably a nice little uptick in biz over the last few months with all those online courses. That, that was just my guess, and I guess he kind of reaffirmed that. You think there, Dennis? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the FAA and all the training companies have really flipped things on their head. Uh, you know, we can't go and have a safety seminar at the local airport anymore. So suddenly Zoom meetings are, are the big deal. And so flight instructors were fig- trying to figure out how do I keep my students active if I can't hold a ground school? Mm-hmm. Well, let's, you know, they can do the ground school on their own and, you know, you can work with them to answer any questions and help them understand the material. There you go. So, you know, there you go. Just you know, like more stuff schools. to do, whether it's one of their free courses or, or you know, maybe even purchase some stuff. Uh, they'll get you one way or another on their side. And they'll, they'll get the business part taken care of. But, hey, there's a lot of free resources that they offer, which is pretty remarkable, too. Now, uh, and, and the whole idea is to make, you know, aviation more accessible to more folks, whether that's a regular Joe Schmo like me or you, or maybe a big uh, rap star guy who kind of made the news this week what's the story so uh the rapper Ludacris uh reportedly has gotten his flight his pilot's license uh there's a post on instagram that uh, looks like it may have come from his official channel Mm -hmm. showing him in the right seat of his personal falcon 20 business jet there you go and if you don't know Ludacris from those you know his rap tunes maybe you'll know him from fast and furious he's in that uh, movie franchise as well so Ludacris. Uh, you know, he's been around for some time, but I saw those pictures too. And I was like, all right, cool. Welcome to the, welcome to the party. You finally, uh, uh, caught up with the rest of us. And then, uh, what you did some digging though. And, and you kind of think this is all a big hose. What? Well, I think, I think there may be a bit of a stretch to say he got his pilot's license. I mean, I watched the video and and it shows him sitting in the right seat of the airplane with both hands firmly on the yoke. And anybody who's flown an airplane, you generally don't grip the yoke with both hands when you're flying. You got one on the throttle, one on the yoke. and You look like you know, me. It what does that tell like you? He was hamming it up. But <laughs> you know what? I really don't care. If it gets people motivated and if, if that's what it took, if his pilot said, hey, hop in and take the right seat, you can have the controls, and maybe that's going to inspire him to get his rating. Yeah. Hey, I'm all for it. I that's think right. that's fantastic. Well, you got to do the photo op first and then kind of, you know. Maybe that's the you know the the way you ease yourself into the whole process. But well, you did some that digging the whole and social you, media campaign yeah. nowadays. You know, you go and post the video of it on YouTube, and you get all the likes and views, and and mine hasn't been updated yet. But you know, I was just curious and wanted to take a look. Well, there you go. He's a big rock star. Maybe he uh, registered Maybe under a different a, name, yeah. like The Rock or something. I, who knows? But I, I hope. That he does follow through if he, uh, you know, I hope it wasn't just a PR stunt of him in the airplane. I hope he does uh, join the ranks of pilots around the world. I mean, it'd be, it'd fit into his whole rap lifestyle, I would think, wouldn't it? I would think it'd be perfect. You know, you go. Big balling uh, right there. Come on, let's go. Right. There you go. See, we're all uh, giant, you know, 
world-renowned rock, you know, but rappers. <laughs> yeah, I, guess. I would I don't say know. that. You know, move something, get out of the way. Yeah, that's. Uh, I can yeah. understand and appreciate that. Okay, so uh, so there's that. Now there's some other fun things you can do as a pilot that uh, not only include training and keeping yourself current, but going beyond a little bit. And and this is really these are kind of tips or suggestions just to you know expand uh, your enjoyment of the whole thing. Is that right? Well, I think it's more than just tips. Um, this is one of the uh, flight schools back at my old airport uh, just recently sent out an email newsletter saying, hey, we put together these these offerings. Instead of just going out and renting the airplane for an hour and getting your three landings in the state current, why don't you go beyond and become a better pilot, expand your skills, do something that you haven't done, go fly someplace uh, that you wouldn't normally go to that's maybe a little bit more complex airspace. And so they've put together some packages where you can take any one of their airplanes, whether it's a 172 or a Cirrus, and go fly to Chicago with a CFI. Go fly down, have dinner, come back. Uh, so this is going to expose you maybe to a different airplane that you haven't rented. You know, say you're a 172 pilot and you'd like to try out the Cirrus. Well, for you know, for a couple thousand dollars, you can rent the airplane an instructor and a, for a whole day. Go fly to Chicago, go have Chicago deep dish pizza and fly home. Would would that be a better flight review than yeah. just going up and doing three landings and some slow flight? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you got to be careful on how you describe it, though. If you say you're going to hire a pilot instructor escort to help you <laughs> with your training, uh, that's why I don't belong to their marketing team, by the way. True. <laughs> but that would be one way to look at it, I guess. A twisted way, but yeah, but, but you it makes sense. I mean, uh, just kind of two birds, one stone kind of deal, right? You're having yeah, fun, exactly. you're training at the same time. Uh, if you got to do it anyway, you might as well do something that, uh, is a little bit more enjoyable than just floating around the pattern three times. And, uh, well, getting and that it's funny done. you mentioned floating because I just ran across an ad in Barnstormers magazine just this morning. And they are advertising for, uh, it's called Adventure Seaplanes. And that's actually back in our backyard, Greg. Yeah. Uh, Lake Wales, uh, there's a, an operator there that has a couple of float planes available for sale. Okay. And he's doing a similar type of deal where you can go fly with him and, you know, one of his instructors in his airplane and go fly for lunch. Uh, you know, he's got a bunch of different uh, destinations on local airports or places nearby that you can get into with the float plane or the amphib float plane, mm -hmm. or he's actually got longer distance tours and he's listed Fort Myers, uh, Marathon, Key West as places you can go and take the seaplane. So Ooh. here you can go fly across Florida, go down to Marathon and go have lunch, uh, you know, and be like a big shot. There or you, you can go. be like me, because that's what we went and did this weekend just without the float plane. Well, you're kind of like a flight instructor, you know, gigolo. Uh, flying gigolo you could uh you, you want me part of your marketing team no okay i didn't think so no i think we're gonna go find somebody a little bit more capable but that. all of those activities do sound like a blast that would be something yeah. to add to the list for sure the float plane thing uh oh, yeah. that would be awesome 
Yeah, I think that's uh, going to be on my short list of uh, of ratings to add on. You know, it's kind of like at this point, well, why stop? I've already gone from private pilot to double I. Let's uh, let's add a multi engine rating in there. Let's get a seaplane rating. Let's just keep going and have fun with this. There you go. They'll be hiring Captain Dennis in no time to be their aviation gigolo or escort or whatever term he so chooses to use for himself. All right, more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Any of you boys seen an aircraft carrier around here? is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis, navigating the latest aviation news and information, and just sharing a few fun things for your flying uh, training that you can do. Make your flight training more fun, uh, so to speak. So it may be a seaplane adventure. You know, you might want to, you know, hire an instructor to do your, you know, your three landings and takeoffs to stay current, but, you know, turn it into a road trip or a flying trip with your flight instructor and brush up on some skills or you may just uh be like captain dennis and try to save a cat or something i don't what happened last weekend with you what'd you do well so last weekend we were uh, working out in the hangar and had the door open and we're just you know kind of messing around and one of the uh, neighbor cats happened to come over the driveway and i could hear the neighbor you know like clicking the cat food dish or something to try to get their attention the cat just didn't want to go he was more interested in staying with us and getting petted so I had to actually go walk and have the cat follow me back to his house. And so then I was talking to the neighbor and one thing led to another. And he's like, yeah, I haven't got the plane out this week. Uh, you, hey, you want to go to lunch tomorrow? And, and uh, who am I to say no? Uh, so he owns a Piper Aerostar, which is a, a very fast twin engine airplane. One that you probably saw in the uh, the Tom Cruise movie uh, where he was the, the Barry, Barry Seal, the drug runner. Do you okay. recall that? No. American Made was the name oh, of Oh, that movie? one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. He has one of those. So right. He has one of those. So yeah. re- very nice, very fast airplane, very roomy. Uh, I enjoyed flying in that. So yeah. Yeah, um, Austin, my son, is actually down here this week for spring break. And so the two of us were able to go in his airplane and, and head out for lunch. 
How about that? So he took you in that aircraft down to Marathon for lunch, all because you are the cat whisperer. Sure. How about that? So did you get to fly it, too? Did he let you take the controls or no? You know what? I actually deferred. I let Austin take the yoke on on this trip. I sat in the back, and I figured Austin needs twin-engine time. Besides, he's multi-engine rated. I'm not. Right. So I figured for the up-and-coming airline pilot, he could probably use some twin-engine experience. And so... So after he, he flew it, did he, he go, dad, I want one. Did he do one we, of those we were deals? saying we were very much, uh, in enamored with this airplane. We, it took us, uh, less than 40 minutes to get from Fort Myers, uh, to marathon. Wow. And you're in a twin engine airplane flying out over Florida Bay and you don't care because you have a second engine if something was to go wrong. Right. And, and that, uh, that one know, carries quite a bit too, doesn't it? It's, I think it's like, uh, six or seven seats. Yeah. So that would be about the right size for us. Oh, there's get, definitely baggage room for scuba gear. There's a big yeah. uh, uh, baggage area behind uh, the uh, bulkhead there that you can access from outside. Right. I mean, so, in yeah. the movie, they were you know throwing like drugs and stuff back in there. But if you put in dive gear. Guns. But yes. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like that could be. Uh, well, what about the fuel efficiency on that thing? Did you not well, bother to ask? <laughs> Uh, it, it definitely burns a lot more than the Mooney. Uh, yeah. You know, you've got two very thirsty engines, uh, but you know, we were doing what 180, 190 knots right. uh, airspeed very easily. I mean, I think I saw 210, 220 ground speeds going mm-hmm. down. So yeah, but I mean, that he, sounds like a pretty good family plane for him. I mean, does he have a wife and kids too, or just him and his wife? Just him. Wife? Just him. And so he yep. just, he just, money's not an object for him as far well, as fuel. Yeah. It's probably more of a business tool for him. He, uh, for his, his, uh, company that he runs so he can use it for work and get ah, places. Right. Yeah. But it's a uh, work thing, you know, quick run down for a black and fish sandwich and marathon, uh, which is exactly be, what we did. We flew yeah. into marathon. Uh, you were able to use the courtesy car, drove down to the Island fish company yep. and, that's a great little place. They have a helipad in their parking lot. Yeah. So if you, well, what if about you the upgrades a, at the FBO? They got uh, upgrades there at Marathon Airport. I thought, right? We were talking well, about that a couple months ago. Did you notice really anything? See a lot. I mean, it's nice, a nice FBO, nice, uh, nice people. Really great to deal with. Um, yeah. You know, they offered us the the courtesy car at you know at no cost, and so that was great. We had a minivan right there to be able to run down. They have key lime pie in the freezer. So we were well, able that's to get an upgrade. one to go. Yep. <laughs> Don't even have to leave the airport now. You got to love that. But you want to leave the airport. You want to go and experience the Keys life, you know, and be able to go drive down uh, Highway 1 there down to the certain, you know, well, whatever mile marker it yes. is. But but if, say, if you wanted to just run down there for a uh, dessert, you could hop in his airplane and be back in, what, 40 minutes each way. That's sure. not bad. That's and not and there's plenty all. of stuff to do. And, you know, the key, if you stay on Marathon uh, Key itself, uh, you, you could literally walk around there. I mean, there's an EAA museum right next to the FBO. So you've got right. stuff to look at there. Mm-hmm. Captain Hook's uh, Dive Center was yeah. only a block or two down the road. It's, in theory, you could fly the airplane down and rent all your scuba gear from Captain Hook's and go out for the day. Well, and- yeah, yeah, you could, but I mean, you could just throw it in the plane. It has plenty well, right, of Right, but I mean, capacity. tanks and weights and things like that, we're not going to bring with us. You well, know? yeah, yeah. You would get that at the dive operation anyway. But is he a diver? 
You going to talk him into that part? He does. Yep. Uh, okay. Actually, I've found that almost all of my neighbors down here are have some interest in diving as well. So, did you tell him about your good friend Greg, who's a scuba diver and you know aspires you to know, be it's a pilot? Funny, we talk about you a lot, but not with your scuba diving. Not in prowess. a positive way. <laughs> uh, well, we talk about your lack of progress of your aviation. He's so. special. He needs help. Yes. <laughs> He needs to know how to navigate when he scuba dives and he needs to work I, on his pilot's I have license. this charity case. I'd like you to like you to think consider supporting. Yeah. I'll take it any way I can get it. Hey, well, I that, am that's... trying to find somebody that's willing to let us use an airplane uh, for for primary training for you. Well, so no, I'm true. working on it. Yeah. Well don't tell him too much about me. That'll be I'm your first. Keep it is trying to keep it all. If you make the first impression. Yeah. Well so what about this Piper? What is it again? A Piper what? Piper Aerostar. Aerostar. So, I mean, uh, what year aircraft was this? I assume it's, it's like an about older... a 1973, right. I think. I mean, they don't even make them anymore, do they? No, no. they don't. So uh, they, they stopped only making made... them when? Yeah, figure. that was probably in the late 80s when when the whole uh, GA industry kind of took the downturn. Yeah. Piston Twins really kind of lost their shine. Well, d- does he keep this thing like in you know top shape condition, or is it almost like uh, like a cr- classic type of aircraft or what is no, in that just, one isn't that one of those all silver type things or no it's not his is painted you know various oh, okay. shades of blue and whatnot because the one in the tom cruise movie was wasn't it silver like unfinished if i remember correctly i don't know i think there was a couple of different ones that were Maybe. used in, the, in yeah. the movie but okay yeah or actually I'm, i might be getting getting them mixed up which you which movie did you say it was for which tom cruise american made yeah where he was uh, running the guns down to the Nicaraguans and uh, right, and he'd yes. have issues with them, and you know they'd start yeah. using the guns to shoot at him with or something. Uh, yeah, who knows? Typical Tom Cruise movie. No, but, it's a great movie. If anybody yeah. wants to watch a, a good a movie with a lot of good general aviation flying and stuff in it, that, that's a blast. Mm-hmm. Right on, right on. So, uh, all right, well, so that's a good neighbor to have and to stay uh, stay on good terms with. So you figure that's all you have to do is uh, stay friendly with his cat and you're good to go? I I think we're good there, yeah. Yeah. What's the cat's name? I I don't know. You don't (laughs) even know the name of the cat that you were schmoozing? Nope. What kind of cat whisperer are you, Dennis? So, you know, it's just like- He has how many? He has like six cats. Really? He rescues them. Oh. You know? He's one of those folks. He's one of those guys. He's a cat person. All right. Well, that's fine. As long as he has an aircraft, I wouldn't care. I mean- No, not at all. Yeah. So yeah, but but just a word of advice: learn the cat's name. <laughs> Keep sucking up to whatever cat you have to. You get on a friendly basis with all six, because if he has an aircraft like that, that sounds like a good uh, flying machine for your buddy Greg. When and we can, you know, work together and go to because I would like a black and fish sandwich, Dennis. Hey, I keep offering. Come on down. We'll go. Well, that's very well. It's just I mean. You can fly 40 minutes this way, pick me up, and then go down to Marathon, right? In a fast-moving yeah. machine that. like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you did that, but not with him and his aircraft. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. Don't tell him too much. He'll say no. Well, he might not. You never know. Okay. All right. Any excuse to fly. I seem to find that theme here. In the I can airport. be a cat person if I have to. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What do we do now? Now? We fix the plane and we fly back across the mountains. Together. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. All right, so uh, Walking Dead is back. Uh, with new episodes, kind of creepy, and uh, they work in uh, aviation stuff. They're in that little phase where sometimes they they work in old airplanes and try to get them flying again so they can escape the zombies. I thought they only used them to mow down the zombies. Well, they, yeah, that's true. They they find creative ways to use their aircraft sometimes. <laughs> that is true, too. But they're trying to get them up in the air every now and then, but we'll see where it goes. But, uh, you know... It, it, it's kind of creepy to fly at night sometimes too. You know, there's that uh, mood of foreboding when you're flying it. I love it, you know, but you know, you, you can't see what you can't see. Sometimes you get a little, you know, spooked out about, uh, but we have some tips to make your night flying what safer or more effective or more enjoyable or what, what would you call them? More about, uh, more of the uh, safer side of things. You know, just some considerations that when you're flying at night, I mean, VFR night flying is some of the best flying. The the bumps have gone away generally because you don't have the sun, you know, warming up things. You can see farther because you see the city lights and stuff. So sometimes making navigations easier. You got airport beacons to help find where you're going. Mm-hmm. I love flying at night. I but, do too. I'm not I'm not a scaredy cat. But you so know, clear. It, it is potentially riskier. If you were to have an emergency, your your options are much more limited. And it's the old joke of, uh, well, you turn on the landing light, and if you don't like what you see, you turn it back off, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's things you can do to stack the deck in your favor. Um, probably one of the most obvious is to just do a very thorough pre-flight. Make sure you check everything. Make sure everything's worked. Don't cut corners. Don't, oh, yeah, you know, it just flew. And then find out, you know, your court low on oil or don't have full tanks gas. That's dumb things like that mm-hmm. uh, that can set you up for failure. Right. Yeah, which um, you should be doing that before every flight, but even more important on a night flight. Understood. Exactly. All right. Next tip. And we are flying at night. So make sure you have several easily accessible flashlights. Flashlights are cheap. These LED torches now can light up the night uh, night sky like a sun. Uh, you know, there's no excuse to have several with you because uh, generally one of them will have dead batteries. So make sure you have a couple, right? Right. Or, or um, better yet, check them before you take off too. Well, that too. But yeah. inevitably you wind up with a flashlight with dead batteries somewhere. It, it's a pain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, keep in mind that, you know, you're flying at night. It's usually late at night. You're probably up early in the morning. So you're, you've got a long duty day by this point. So make sure you have a plan for pilot fatigue. Be able to recognize that you're getting tired and don't try to push on just because your destination's ahead and your dog tired. That's not a place to be is at you know, 10,000 feet. Uh, trying to make the next two hours. Right. So, yeah. You don't want to be nodding off uh, behind the yoke and on a night flight for sure. So yeah. be rested, be alert. That makes sense. And, and make sure you're current. Make sure you log that nighttime. You know, you do, you are required to have three landings, but also three takeoffs at night. People forget that little caveat. Oh yeah, I got my three landings. Yeah. But when did you take off? Oh, Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So make sure you're current. And and the reason the FAA requires those landings at night is because there's, it's harder to taxi and see where you are and find the airport and things like that. And they want you to be proficient, not just legal. 
So when it comes to flying at night, you also should plan a more generous fuel reserve. Remember, you may need to find an airport, uh, you know, and it may be a little bit more difficult to find it at night. Uh, or maybe if you have to divert, give yourself more options. Don't go with the, the FAA minimum fuel requirements. Carry at least an hour's worth of reserve. Uh, you know, even if the regs say you can get by with less, just think about it. Give yourself more options. Makes sense. Totally. I mean, yeah, you, you have less, well, you know, one less sense of scene, you know, or limited uh, visual uh, stuff. So yeah, you got to plan accordingly, make sure that, you know, you're taking that into account, right? Yeah, exactly. And since we are talking about pre-flight planning, um, you know, look at the altitude you're going to fly. You know, if I'm going to go from Fort Myers to Pompano Beach or something like that, I mean, 3,000 feet for a 40-minute flight is probably perfectly fine during the day. At night, maybe we go three times that. You know, sure, it's going to be a little bit more of a climb, but now I've got a lot more options uh, and more time to find things out. Uh, you know, if something was the engine was to start running rough or something like that, I'm at 10,000 feet now instead of three. I've got a lot more glide range to get to a suitable airport or to troubleshoot a problem, things like that. And if nothing else, you got a better visibility. You know, you're up higher. Uh, you can see farther, clearer. So keep right. that in mind. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to find those landing uh, strips when you're, when you're at night and you just see a bunch of lights and you think, is that a road or is, you know, is this a field? It's much harder on a night flight. But don't let that deter you. Just take these steps oh, no. and be safer. Yeah, exactly. And then be creative in that plan. You know, we've become very lazy with the uh, with the advent of all these new avionics, where you can just hit you know hit direct two and get that little magenta line. But you know, on that same flight, say I'm going from Fort Myers to Pompano. Do you want to do the straight line and cut right through the middle of the swamp? You know, <laughs> right through the Everglades. That straight line. Or maybe would it make more sense to deviate a little bit north first to like LaBelle and then down to Pahokee on the south side of Okeechobee and then maybe over to Boca Raton and down the coast that way? Because now you've got multiple airports on your flight plan along the way that, you know, if you, if something was to go sideways, you can divert into those um, and you've got options. And you're also nearer to people that if you did have to set it down on a road, that maybe somebody can actually come help you. Follow the lights because there won't exactly. be many over the Everglades if you're flying over there. Well, yeah, and, and speaking of lights, you know, we talked about bringing flashlights, but has anybody thought about there's more than just a handheld flashlight? There's head headband flashlights, flashlights you can put on your fingers. Think about adding one or two of those, because if you do lose electrical power in the airplane and you suddenly need a flashlight to light up your panel, wouldn't it be a lot easier to just throw the headband on and have that light up your dash? And now your hands are free to, you know, be flipping circuit breakers and trying to get things working again. Right. Yeah. That's part of the uh, flight training that uh, Ed and Keith sent me through that I didn't ever finish, but I, I, I had one. <laughs> Good. Yeah. They're so, trying, they're looking out for you, trying that's to make right. you safe. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a plan. Eventually I'll get back to using it, but, but yeah, that makes sense. What else you got? Well, confirm that the desk, you know, with your destination airport, what their hours of operation are. Do you remember a couple of years ago when we took the Mooney for the first trip down to South Florida? Uh, one of the problems we ran into was we couldn't get out of the airport. You know, we landed the airplane just fine, but the FBO was closed and we went to the gate and turns out there's no code box on the inside or a button to push to open the gate. We had to try to figure out what the secret code was and, and have the Uber driver on the other side, you know, open the gate to get in. Right. So 
plan a little bit farther ahead, knowing that you're going to get there, you know, maybe later than you expected and talk to the FBO about, you know, those sorts of considerations. Um, it, it could save you a lot of frustration at one in the morning, mm-hmm. just talking from experience. It goes beyond the airplane is what you're saying. You got to make sure it, it you plan everything out when you're flying in the evening for sure. And what else you know, do we have? So consider getting your instrument rating if you are going to do a lot of flying at night, because it is very easy to fall into the black hole trap. I mean, you take off out of an airport and there's no no lights around you. It can be pitch black and instrument conditions. Uh, so be prepared that you may have to rely on those instruments as you're climbing out um, until you can establish a horizon, you know, with the city lights or with a little bit of starlight you might be able to see. So it definitely is worth uh, getting some more int- uh, instrument experience, if not your instrument rating, if you're going to be doing a lot of flying at night. Yeah, I, I would think uh, that would almost be something you really need to do, period. I think every pilot should get their instrument rating as soon as they get their private ticket because it makes them safer and gives them a lot more options. Even if they never intend to go flying in you know, bad weather and down to minimums, I think it just makes you a better pilot. You understand the ATC systems better. You understand your own airplane systems better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and VFR flying is visual flight rules. I mean, if you lose some of that vision, you shouldn't be flying at night that much, shouldn't you? You're right. Okay. And that's see? one of the things to watch out for. You know, be be aware that, you know, you could, any flight could suddenly become a night flight because you're going too late or you could wind up running in instrument conditions because the clouds may not be visible. That's you're right. Flying see, at night. learning has occurred and you hey. are welcome. I'll, Something. I'll take my cookie now. Thank exactly. You. And on that note, we'll wrap it up till next time. Remember, there is no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.